Good afternoon and welcome back to the next instalment of The Twits, where Mrs Twit gets a stretching. Ooh, sounds painful, doesn't it? So, here goes. <clears throat> Mr Twit led Mrs Twit outdoors, where he had everything ready for the great stretching. He had 100 balloons and lots of string. He had a gas cylinder for filling the balloons and he had fixed an iron ring into the ground. Stand here, he said, pointing to the iron ring. He then tied Mrs Twit's ankles to the iron ring. When that was done, he began filling the balloons with gas. Each balloon was on a long string, and when it was filled with gas, it pulled on its string, trying to go up and up. Mr Twit tied the ends of the strings to the top half of, Mr. of Mrs Twit's body. Some he tied round her neck, some under her arms, some to her wrists and some even to her hair. Soon there were fifty coloured balloons floating in the air above Mrs Twit's head. Can you feel them stretching you? asked Mr Twit. I can, I can, cried Mrs Twit. They're stretching me like mad. He put on another ten balloons. The upward pull became very strong. Mrs Twit was quite helpless now, with her feet tied to the ground and her arms pulled upwards by the balloons. She was unable to move. She was a prisoner. And Mr Twit had intended to go away and leave her like that for a couple of days and nights to teach her a lesson. In fact, he was just about to leave when Mrs Twit opened her big mouth and said something silly. Are you sure my feet are tied properly to the ground? She gasped. If those strings around my ankles break, it'll be goodbye for me. And that's what gave Mr Twit his second nasty idea. Mrs Twit goes ballooning up. There's enough pull here to take me to the moon, Mrs Twit cried out. To take you to the moon, exclaimed Mr Twit. What a ghastly thought. We wouldn't want anything like that to happen. Oh, dear me, no. Oh, we most certainly wouldn't, cried Mrs Twit. Put some more string around my ankles quickly. I want to feel absolutely safe. Very well, my angel, said Mr Twit. And with a ghoulish grin on his lips, he knelt down at her feet. He took a knife from his pocket and with one... Quick slash, he cut through the strings 
holding Mrs. Twit's ankles to the iron ring. She went up like a rocket. Help! she screamed. Save me! But there was no saving her now. In a few seconds, she was high up in the blue sky and climbing fast. Mr. Twit stood below, looking up. What a pretty sight, he said to himself. How lovely all those balloons look in the sky. And what a marvellous bit of luck for me. At last the old hag is lost and gone forever. Mrs. Twit comes ballooning down. Mrs. Twit may have been ugly and she may have been beastly, but she was not stupid. High up there in the sky, she had a bright idea. If I can get rid of some of these balloons, she said to herself, I will stop going up and start to come down. She began biting through the strings that held the balloons to her wrists and arms and neck and hair. <clears throat> Each time she bit through a string and let the balloon float away, the upward pull got less and her rate of climb slowed down. When she had bitten through 20 strings, she stopped going up altogether. She stayed still in the air. She bit through one more string. Very, very slowly, she began to float downwards. It was a calm day. There was no wind whatsoever. And because of this, Mrs. Twit had gone absolutely straight up. She now began to come absolutely straight down. As she floated gently down, Mrs Twit's petticoats billowed out like a parachute, showing her long knickers. Oh, it was a grand sight on a glorious day, and thousands of birds came flying in from miles around to stare at this extraordinary old woman in the sky. Mr. Twit gets a horrid shock. Mr. Twit, who thought he had seen his ugly wife for the last time, was sitting in the garden celebrating with a mug of beer. Silently, Mrs. Twit came floating down. When she was about the height of the house above Mr. Twit, she suddenly called out at the top of her voice, Here I come, you grizzly old grunion! You rotten old turnip! You filthy old frumpet! Well, Mr. Twit jumped as though he'd been stung by a giant wasp. He dropped his beer. He looked up. He gaped. He <gasps> gasped. 
He gurgled. A few choking sounds came out of his mouth. Ah, he said. Ah, 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 I'll get you for this, shouted Mrs. Twit. And she was floating down right on top of him. She was purple with rage and slashing the air with her long walking stitch, which she had somehow managed to hang on to all the time. I'll swish you to a swazzle, she shouted. I'll swash you to a swizzle. I'll gnash you to a nozzle. I'll nosh you to a nazzle. And before Mr Twit had time to run away, this bundle of balloons and petticoats and fiery fury landed right on top of him, lashing out with the stick and cracking him all over his body. The house, the tree and the monkey cage. But that's enough of that. We can't go on forever watching these two disgusting people doing disgusting things to each other. We must get ahead with the story. If somebody showed you a picture of Mr and Mrs Twit's house and garden, you would be horrified. Some house. It looks more like a prison. And not a window anywhere. Who wants windows, Mr Twit had said when they were building it. Who wants every Tom, Dick and Harry peeping in to see what you're doing? It didn't occur to Mr Twit that windows were meant mainly for looking out of, not for looking into. And what do you think of that ghastly garden? Mrs Twit was the gardener. She was very good at growing thistles and stinging nettles. I always grow plenty of spiky thistles and plenty of stinging nettles, she used to say. They keep out nasty, nosy little children. Near the house was Mr Twit's workshed. To the one side there is the big dead tree. Never has any leaves on it because it's dead. And not far from the tree there is a monkey cage. There are four monkeys in it. They belong to Mr Twit. You will hear about them later. Hug tight, sticky glue. Once a week on Wednesdays, the Twits had bird pie for supper. Mr Twit caught the birds and Mrs Twit cooked them. Mr Twit was good at catching birds. On the day before bird pie day, he would put the ladder up against the big dead tree and climb into the branches with a bucket of glue and a paintbrush. The glue he used was something called hug tight and it was stickier than any other glue in the world. He would paint it along the tops of all the branches and then go away.
As the sun went down, birds would fly in from all around to roost in the big dead tree. They didn't know, poor things, that the branches were all smeared with horrible hug-tight. The moment they landed on a branch, their feet stuck and that was that. The next morning, which was bird pie day, Mr Twit would climb up the ladder again and grab all the wretched birds that were stuck to the tree. Didn't matter what kind they were, song thrushes, blackbirds, sparrows, crows, little jenny wrens, robins, anything. They all went into the pot for Wednesday's bird pie supper. Oh, how awful. Four sticky little boys. On one Tuesday evening, after Mr Twit had been up the ladder and smeared the tree with hug tight, four little boys crept into the garden to look at the monkeys. They didn't care about the thistles and stinging nettles, not when there were monkeys to look at. After a while, they got tired of looking at the monkeys, so they explored further into the garden and found the ladder leaning against the big dead tree. They decided to climb it just for fun. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. The next morning, when Mr Twit went out to collect the birds, he found four miserable little boys sitting in the tree, stuck as far tight as could be by the seat of their pants to the branches. There were no birds because the presence of the boys had scared them away. Mr Twit was furious. As there are no birds for my pie tonight, he shouted, then it'll have to be boys instead. He started to climb the ladder. Boy pie might be better than bird pie, he went on, grinning horribly. More meat and not so many tiny little bones. The boys were terrified. He's going to boil us, cried one of them. He'll stew us alive, wailed the second one. Oh, he'll cook us with carrots, cried the third. But the fourth little boy, who had more sense than the others, whispered, Listen, I've just had an idea. We're only stuck by the seats of our pants. So quick, unbutton your pants and slip out of them and fall to the ground. Mr Twit had reached the top of the ladder and was just about to make a grab for the nearest boy when they all suddenly tumbled out of the tree and ran for home with their naked bottoms winking at the sun. <laughs> well, at least they got away. Deary me, I don't know. Fancy eating birds. Poor things. That's just cruel. So... Um, what do you think about Mrs. Twit joining the birds up in the sky? Oh, my goodness. The poor birds must have thought the scarecrows were coming up into the sky um, to scare them off. <laughs> Chasing them. The scarecrows were coming up to join them. 
Um, right, that is today's story. Uh, so tomorrow, come back and join me for more. We'll find out about these little monkeys. I want to know why he's got monkeys in his garden. So um, I will see you all again tomorrow. Make sure you have fun and make sure you stay safe. And, 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 I will see you all again tomorrow. Take care, stay safe. Bye for now.